Bruce Coburn is on a roll. The 77-year-old Canadian singer-songwriter has just released his 35th album. It's titled Oh Sun, Oh Moon, and here he is to tell us all about it. It started turning into something when I had enough songs to make an album. Okay. That's, that's the pattern, and yep. it, it, this was no exception. Um, the reason that Bone on Bone, which was the last album of songs, uh, and this one, is that I put out an instrumental album uh, called Crowing Ignites, and that uh, that came out at, I think, uh, the end of 2019, late, or the fall of 2019, just before everything shut down. Right. And so uh, it didn't get as much attention as it might have uh, otherwise, but uh, it was also that I mean, that year, the year at the shutdown, year 2020, corresponded to my uh, 50th anniversary, uh, the 50th anniversary of the release of my first album. Gotcha. And we had a, a touring plan for that year. Uh, that would have included you know me performing pieces from that record so uh, it um, you know that didn't happen it people are catching up with it now yep yep as as, as they, we all are with everything that we didn't do that year gotcha yeah i see you just kind of wrapped up your 50th anniversary tour earlier this year right yeah yeah at the end of february yeah and was it a good experience for you yeah it was it, it would have been probably better had it happened when it was supposed to right. but you know, considering everything else it actually worked out very well and and uh you know the the one exciting feature of the current circumstances was that getting out into uh and actually doing live shows in at when whenever we started doing it it was 2021 i think uh in the fall we we got out and started doing shows and, and a lot of the places we were playing it seemed like Nobody had been doing shows yet. Yep. Uh, and the vibe was fantastic. People. Oh, good. So, people, I, it probably didn't matter who was on stage. You got a room full of people and they're all looking at each other going, holy geez, look at us all sitting here together. You know? Yeah. But, it, people felt really good and so did I. Yep. Well, as another Canadian singer songwriter once said, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. <laughs> so, <you know>. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, and you worked uh, again with producer uh, Colin Linden. So how did the two of you work together for this record? Is it any different than in the past or do you just kind of well, roll on, so to speak, we've, or you're on a roll? <laughs> yeah. We've had, Colin and I have had a really good working relationship for a long time now, I mean, for 25 years. And, and um, this one, we did this album a little bit differently. Um, the instrumental album was just the two of us in a in a in a space, and I just played the, the pieces, and we did some overdubbing and stuff, and played with it a bit. But uh, the uh, most of the albums that we've done together involved putting a band together and then performing the songs as a band, right. and then adding or subtracting as needed. You know, after that, this one we approached it a little differently. We we. Uh, we did one other album like this, uh, but basically recorded with just me and Gary Craig, who plays drums and percussion on yep. the record. And he kind of acted as a, uh, a human click track in a way so that we could keep the time together and, and have a, a good rhythmic feel. And, and we got it down that way. And then we added people after the fact. Uh, so 
what that was did for me was give me the luxury of being able to sit back and enjoy all the great parts that people put on the songs. Yep. My part was over with. I didn't have to worry about it. I got, <laughs> you know, and so, so uh, that was, it was really actually quite pleasurable to. Cool. To, I, to, I see to one of the songs well. that you had some help with is uh, Colin went down to the water. You had Allison Russell and Buddy Miller on there. Uh, the song itself feels kind of hymn like, and I see you have some stained glass behind you. So um, <laughs> maybe, maybe you can elaborate on the song and on working with uh, Allison and Buddy. Track of the moon on the ocean tonight Colin went down to the water Beckoning path, such a beautiful sight Colin went down to the water Bound for the infinite, finally unbound spirit a way forward found into the current no slowing down Colin went down to the water the song it, it came out of a, an event that took place <clears throat> um, it was one of several songs that I wrote uh, over the course of uh, the, a couple of Julys ago, the, over the course of a month, we were in Maui for most of the month. And uh, it was my family and uh, a couple of friends, and, and we had rented a house. And uh, just hanging out, uh, we had a friend uh, whose name happened to be Colin, uh, who was living in Maui at the time. We knew him from San Francisco. Right. Uh, and he he was um, trying. He had he, he had had a hard time through the COVID shutdown. He he had just sort of managed to break into the scuba business, which is what he wanted to get into. He was the guy in his fifties. He'd had a career as a tech uh, person and wanted to do something different. Uh, he he was a guitar player, sang kind of ragtime songs and stuff, and and he wanted to get that going and also his scuba diving. Uh, and turn that into some sort of um, lucrative, or hopefully, I guess, right, right. A, a paying career. <laughs> and and he he was just he had just kind of broken the ice on that, and and then the shutdown happened, and and everything, you know, everything went to pieces. So um, he was just starting to get that going again uh, while we were there, uh, and. I had I had spoken to him on the phone. I made a plan to meet him in a few days, have a drink, and uh, he drowned. Oh boy! In a in a scuba. And so uh, you know, there we were in this beautiful setting. You know, we were we weren't right on the water, but we were close enough you, that you could see the ocean. You could probably kind of see the ocean from most places in Maui, but. Uh, there, it was a, it was part of the landscape that I looked at every morning. I'd get up most of the time before everybody else and sit out on the porch and play guitar. I I ended up writing a whole bunch of songs and but in this it, this idyllic setting, looking out at the sea and then uh, at, all of a sudden the sea can, included yep, yep my my dead friend yeah and, and so, so that's kind of where the song came from. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And, 
Yeah, and then and of course, Allison came in and sang on that, and, and on a couple other things, and 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 Buddy likewise, um, and they were both great. I mean, I, my idea with that song, as you can kind of hear, is that it was intended to be a kind of call and response, right? Um, and so I wanted lots of voices on the and they was on the response lines, and um, I think they did a great job and yeah i mean every everybody they both of those people and and everybody else that contributed to the album were just wonderful to work with like there wasn't a turkey in the bunch it's like <laughs> real, turkeys. that's good I mean, not, not that we expect one you know but but yeah. it really was nice to, to uh to work with all those people gotcha and i see there's a co-write uh to keep the world we know with Susan, and I don't want to mess up her last name, so I'll let you try and pronounce it for me. Uh, Susan Aglucarp. Yes. And she, uh, Susan is an Inuit uh, uh, artist from Northern Canada. Yeah. And um, uh, she it was her idea, actually, to co-write a song. I, I, she's she's quite well known and has, has you know, won awards and all, all that sort of stuff, doing what she does. Um, she got the idea that we should try and write something together, and I thought it was a good idea. So... You know, she was in Toronto, I was in San Francisco, but we kind of spoke on the phone and then we emailed each other back and forth and we came up with a song. Algeria, Australia, Siberia's expanse The countryside of Greece and Spain The Amazon the same From the tundra to the tropics Our world's gone up part on it too so there's in addition to susan who's kind of it's not quite a duet but she sings with me in a lot of it um uh sarah jaros is on that also playing mandolin and, and all right uh, yep and um and yeah and it's it came out really well I, i'm happy with the song and and the way it got recorded right so so i see your uh, we've we've lost a, 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 another Canadian singer-songwriter, Gordon Lightfoot, and I was wondering if over the years you had any kind of contact with him, stories about him, thoughts about him. Uh, stories that, well, I, I didn't know him terribly well. I, I ran into him, you know, numerous times over the years, and, and we were, you know, we were friendly with each other, but not, right. like, we didn't hang out. Right. Uh, but, uh, but, um, but, <laughs> Early on, I mean, he—he he, first of all, the first time I encountered him, I was still in high school, I think, or just barely out of high school, uh -huh. hanging hanging out at a coffee house in Ottawa, where I was with a bunch of other sort of aspiring guitar player, folky people, and uh, and all of a sudden there was Gordon Lightfoot, you know, came through and played, and and we'd heard a buzz about him beforehand, but then but. It, here was a guy from small town Ontario. You have to realize that in in those days, this is late sixties, uh, possibly nineteen seventy. I think it was before that, though. Um, Canada had a certain a kind of an inferiority complex yeah. culturally, and uh, you know we generally felt 
I say we, I, I don't think I was as guilty of this as some, some people, but it was it, the prevailing attitude was it, if you were if you were any good, you had to come from the states or or Britain. Yep. And uh, if you were Canadian, you had to go to the states or Britain and establish yourself, and then come back, and then you'd be accepted. Yeah. Gordon didn't do that. Gordon stayed in Canada, and he and he appeared on the scene as this sort of, you know, sprang fully armored from the head of you know the, the cultural god and gods yep. and and had these beautiful songs and performed them beautifully and um it, he was really a, an example to everybody of what you could do yeah how, of the fact that we didn't have to think the way we did and i i was heavily influenced by by that fact and also to some extent by his songwriting so then I, you know years later well, a few years later uh maybe some 70 71 somewhere in there i had a couple of records out and i George Hamilton IV, who was, he's, I'm sure he's now deceased, I don't know, but uh, he had had hits when I was a teenager. Yep. And, and he still was still around in sort of the country scene. And he recorded a bunch of Canadian songs, and, including one of mine, and, oh, and cool. he got me to, on the album. So I've just, I've, I've been in a studio with George, and, and, uh, and George was going to play that night at the, at, at a club called the Horseshoe in Toronto, which was a country bar at the time, uh -huh. it became a rock. But but um, so so I went down to to hear him play, and um, and Gordon Lightfoot went down also to hear ah. him play, and Gordon was so hugely famous, of course, by this time. So uh, and I wasn't at all. But <laughs> but um, we're sitting i'm sitting with another singer songwriter mary mclaughlin we were quite palsy at the time and and our respective wives and we're kind of in the front row and, and gordon is prevailed upon to get up on stage and sing a song but he had to play an electric guitar because of the, the, that was just what was available right and uh you know we we're you know i'm thinking all judgmentally because we made a big deal out of things like that in those days if you're going to play rock and roll play rock and roll with electric guitars right 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 don't play electric guitars. It's terrible. It's a horrible idea. You know? Yes, so yeah, was, Mr. Dillon ran into that problem. <laughs> well, yeah, this is this was yeah, right. So yeah, exactly. So this wasn't quite that kind of thing. But Gordon gets up, and I'm feeling I'm feeling a combination of like sorry for him that he has to play this this Telecaster, right? And and also very judgmental that he has to play this Telecaster, right? Of course. And and I and I, I know he saw the look on my face because he he looked. You know he's he's there at the mic and I'm like you know four feet away from him and he he's, he said uh, he kind of leaned over and he said you're going to get stuck with this one of these days too kid you know and, and <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it, it was great I mean he was he was it, it, he was not joking really uh, right. it was it, it was lighthearted but it was not it wasn't a joke he and and you know I. At the time, it was sort of like, yeah, okay, whatever. But subsequently, of course, I I both appreciated, yep, the fact that he that he even recognized who I was, and, and sure. also the fact that uh, you know that he could see where this was going, going yeah, and, yeah. and better than I could. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, that was that kind of that was the first time I think he actually said anything to me. That's <laughs> and, cool. um, from the stage, you know. But we used to we. 
we'd run into each other at, at award shows or at, you know at other things. The last time I saw him was just a couple of years ago, and he, I played a festival called the Mariposa Folk Festival um, in Ontario, and and he was there, and he came and said hi. He knocked on the door of the tour bus after my set, and we chatted for a while. Right, right. but so yeah. he's there's a there's a big hole in the Canadian yeah, scene yeah. where. He, so you've, you've become quite the guitar player since that story began. <laughs> uh, and I see you have an instrumental on the, on the album. And I was wondering how much guitar playing you did during lockdown when you weren't touring. Do you keep practicing at it or are you kind of, oh, yeah. oh, I've been there, done that. <laughs> no, no. If I don't, if, if I don't play, I, it goes away. I, right. I mean, especially at this age, it, well, yeah. I had a little leeway when I was younger. I could maybe go for a week and not notice it. But if I go for a couple of days now, my hands require, you know, gotcha. many hours playing to get come back to the flexibility that they're supposed to have. Gotcha. And so, and were so there I any looked, guitar players that you looked up to to kind of uh, style yourself after? Back in the day, there were many. Yeah. Um, chief among them, uh, well, the Mississippi John Hurt. Right. Um, in terms of finger picking. Yeah. And uh, and a jazz player named Gabor Zabo who. Uh, was not, he never got to be really well known, but uh, although I think more people know about him now, but he played with uh, the Chico Hamilton band and uh, with Charles Lloyd and, and some other guys. And they had, it was a fantastic band. They made three albums that were really terrific records. And, and I, I was hugely influenced by those also. Um, but other, other players too, Ralph Towner, uh, generally, not not so much the folk players right except for except for the old country blues guys like bill brunsey and yeah. Vance lipscomb and mississippi john and, and they 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 mattered a lot to me but so yep 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 they were good now the album ends with a tune called when you arrive and that's kind of you got everybody on that one <laughs> yeah yeah Allison and sean colvin and buddy miller and sarah and all those folks the mcquery sisters yeah. uh, how did that come together and the dead shall sing to the living and the semi to make it into a kind of sing-along. This is a slightly morbid song, of course. Right. But, uh, yes. As are many. At least the I, bells will ring. But, uh, <laughs> well, well, exactly. That's the, you know, and the dead will sing. I mean, it's, 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 it's not a downer, but right. But I wanted to get that. I wanted to get, I wanted to make that aspect of it obvious. Yeah. And uh, and I and I thought it made it would make a good sing-along. So we kind of just got everybody that's on the record to sing on it. Um, and, and extended the chorus at the end so it, you know it could grow like that. Right, right. Cool. Oh, right. Did you happen to watch Willie Nelson's 90th birthday celebration concert thingy that was on a little while ago? No, I didn't see. Oh, uh, I, I see. I just read about that they're making a film out of it, so I was wondering. And there was uh, a lot of people involved, and you know, various sure. things and whatever. So yeah. But, yeah, I know. I was at. Pete Seeger's 90th birthday thing. Oh, that would have been something. It, it, yeah, it was a, it was a, at Madison Square Garden in New York, and 
that was uh, Pete, of course, uh, yeah. and Bruce Springsteen and um, a host of others. And it was a cast of thousands in a way, but I, I, got, I got to be one of the thousands. That, that was a pretty great event. So That's I imagine brilliant. the Willie Nelson thing would be, would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it went on for like three days, I think. <laughs> but, uh, so are, where are you thinking about what you're going to do next after this, is, you know, now that Osano Moon has been released? Well, I'm going to do a lot of touring. Okay, good on you. That's, that starts at the beginning of next month. And, uh, and it will continue with breaks uh, through the rest of the year. And then we've, we're, we're starting to book stuff for next spring also. So, that it, I mean, you know, I don't take any of it for granted at this point. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're booking the gigs. If yep. I'm still alive when we come around, I'll do them. <laughs> Why not? And, exactly. And hopefully, hopefully that's how it will work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be nice if you made it back down here sometime. But it seems like it's been a long time. It probably seems it. unlikely, but you never know. I would really, really love to, to, to get down to New Zealand. I, I, it's, yeah, it, it, the beauty of the place and my daughter might I have I have a I have two daughters one is 46 the other one is 11 and the right. 11 year old big fan of Lord of the Rings of course and right so right right yes that for her New Zealand is all about all about the that. hobbits <laughs> yeah well not, she knows the, there aren't hobbits but but that landscape I mean, yeah she's very exciting for her so yeah hopefully if I get to go she'd also get to go bring her along absolutely very good. Well, thank you so much for taking all this time talking to me. I really appreciate the stories and the, and the music and uh, good luck with everything. Marty, thanks so much. I appreciate it and uh, nice talking with you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.